You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702 Afternoons with Relebohile Mabuja. Live, online, smartphones, the 702 app, DSTV channel 856, 92.7 and 106 FM. Let us talk about the humble samosa. We are joined on the line by Fatima Ismail, who is the owner of Mars Spices in Lenasia, to chat about the humble samosa. Fatima, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lebo. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's really an honor to be on your show, and I'm so chuffed because um, you guys contacted us about samosas via a toy. So uh, I'm just going to go into a little bit about the history of samosas and then tell you how the toy came about. Okay, so um, be- be- before we get there, right, let us first touch on what do we define a samosa as because there's so many um, cuisines that will have a parcel with stuffing in it. So maybe share with us what makes the samosa different from all the different types of little food parcels, I'd like to call them. Absolutely. Okay, so this was, um, it had originated in South Asia and introduced in the Middle Eastern chefs um, in the Sultanate era, in the Delhi Sultanate era. And it was um, fillings put into pastry and then, it was fried, and um, people could carry it around with them, like we call it as patkos, mm. or it was a delicacy. So it was a delicacy for the very affluent, uh, and it, it, it uh, you know, it was introduced all around the globe. It's a little stuffed triangle with different names, and it has uh, garnered lots of popularity. Um, so that's where it had originated for, from, and then it had spread out throughout um, all of Asia, and then obviously it came to South Africa yes. when Asians came here. And um, just in terms so, of so the, the 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 fillings, w- w- when um, um, obviously they had st- uh, originated from, what were the type of fillings that were being used at the time? Okay, at the time it was whatever was um, you know um, localized. So mm. whatever the local appetite was. So if it was. Um, beef or mince or chicken or potatoes so, mm. and vegetarian. So those are the original uh, fillings that they had. So if people were totally vegetarian, they would have maybe chickpea filling or a pea filling or a dal filling or a, a potato filling. And if they were eating meat and so on, then, then it would be ground beef or ground chicken, mince or uh, you know, a mixture of the two. But um, the interesting about, thing about it, it's it's a firm favorite throughout the ages, um, and it's floated down from the Asian continent to the West. And today, samosas are found everywhere with different fillings that range from traditional men's potato vegetarian delights to a myriad of cheese and corn, Spanish and feta, and even sweet fillings. Um, as children, I remember my mom making us coconut um, filling, and she'd, you know, give it a hint of color, so like light pink coconut mm. samosas, which was sweetened. And recently, I've also found chocolate samosas. So that's quite, uh, it's now become, the pastry is now encasing chocolate or coconut or nuts, um, and it has now become sort of a dessert as well. Yes. Uh, so a real delicacy. And I need to tell you the most challenging part about making samosas is the method that it, you know, encompasses. And it's really like, uh, you know, being a, an artisanal pastry chef. 
I was um, going to say you're almost being like a scientist because, you know, <laughs> if you don't get the angles right when you're wrapping okay. or don't get the, the, the pastry right when you're actually making it, it can completely fall apart or even explode in the fryer. Totally. You know, um, sometimes when I have to make samosas and I think, oh, my God, who invented this? You know, I just uh, I wish they hadn't invented this because there's so much of work involved. And yes. it's not an easy task. It's an art because you first roll your dough. You make a dough, a very basic dough with water and salt, you know, and flour, flour. And then you roll tiny little balls. Then you layer them with oil in and flour in between. And then you roll that into a huge, um, uh, like a roti. And then you cook it on, on a griddle or, um, you know, grill it under the grill. And then you remove each little pastry, which is as thin as paper. You remove them individually. Then when that cools down, you cover it in a damp cloth and then cut it according to the size samosas you want to make. And then obviously make except your filling. And then the art is actually over knack of getting it right, is making sure that when you fling, you get the corners closed because then your samosas don't seep with oil. Yes. And also, your pastry doesn't break while you're folding your folds. So then you need to be have a little bit of a mathematical and logical thinking skill there to do, turn the folds accurately. And then ordinary flour and um, water paste, which is used like a glue to seal um, the samosa, um, and then you chill it, uh, let it, let it, uh, you know, cool down, and you and you pack it in your freezers and so on, and um, that's and then fry it in in warm oil, not hot oil, even tepid oil. So if you put your samosas in a cool oil, they get nice and crispy on the outside, and layers of pastry cooked properly, um, and 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 it goes very well with uh, the various chutneys. And you find all of those chutneys at Mass Spice Emporium. You know, it's all homemade chutneys. Yes. And dips, as you would say, some say in a dip, you know. So, so when, um, you, when you talk about the filling, right, and I'm very curious about the fact that whenever um, it comes to baking and frying things where there's a pastry that is raw, that deciding how cooked the filling needs to be before it goes in. So maybe share with us when you are preparing fillings. In my mind, I assume that they have to be part cooked because they're not going to go in raw or I could be completely wrong. And in my mind, obviously thinking, <laughs> thinking parcels, um, I, I'm a, um, I think about dim sums and spring rolls and, and things like that. So should, should it be cooked prior and how do you prep your fillings and how do you choose what should go in them okay so you tell me what's your favorite filling in a samosa then i'll explain quickly how the filling is made for me i would probably just go for a standard mince but i have enjoyed a potato one as well okay so if you get your mince you buy your beef mince at the butcher yes wash it off and drain it and then you braise your mince in a pan once the mint is braised, you add your ginger and your garlic. Um, Fatima, I'm a black it. woman. We don't know what braise is. <laughs> okay, you saute it. Yes. Okay. You, <laughs> you saute it and, um, uh, and you add some ginger and garlic, mm. salt, uh, some crushed green chili, and then coriander and cumin. Uh, for flavoring. And then you, dry, you, you, um, you know, just stir it around in the pan. Or like you say, stir fry till it's dry and all the water is evaporated. And then you chop up your onion really, really fine. Squeeze out all the water, add your onion to it, and then you get fresh coriander, okay, mm. 
which is also called dania. Chop that up and you put that into your um, mixture. When it's completely cold, you start the filling process. So your mint is I thought cooked. you were going to say that you're going to add some peas. Because sometimes no. you, I've, I've had a samosa that is not just mints alone. Well, I ch- like I said earlier, that people have now come on to experiment yes. and uh, make what they like. Because uh, when my son was little, he enjoyed uh, chicken fillet samosas with corn. But now I had to cut the chicken fillet like tiny little one centimeter cubes, cook it off, add the sweet corn to it, uh, frozen corn, uh, and then fill it, you know, with a little bit of cheese. So it's up to you and your palate, you know, whatever fancies your palate is what you're going to make. But in the traditional mince samosa, there's no peas, there's no vegetables except for the mince, the onion and the coriander. Yes. And once that's done, you start your filling and then frying samosa, the secret of frying a samosa and getting it crispy and every single layer cooked through is to put it in, you know, very, when I say lukewarm oil. So when you just turn on your burner, or your, your um, fryer, when, and, and place the samosas in there and turn it on low. The longer and slower it cooks, the better taste you're going to get. And it's not going to brown on the outside and raw on the inside. It's going to be equally, um, the heat is going to be equally distributed and evenly cooked throughout. And, and even if you travel for the day, let's say you're going on a picnic or you're traveling uh, a long trip, a road trip or something, and you want to take samosas as a snack, um, or, or patkos, as we call it. So you can take your patkos along with you and knowing fully well that your samosa is going to stay really, really nice and crisp um, throughout the day. But if you're going to put it in hot oil and just cook it on the outside, the inside is still going to be sort of moist and it's going to make your samosa soggy. And and I and I think you you've shared that so beautifully, especially what you're saying about patkos, because um, I have sometimes found that a samosa might taste better when it's sat for a while and those flavors get to marinate after the fact, if that makes sense, that they just, it's almost like leaving a stew overnight that the next day the flavors have come together beautifully. And I know um, um, this every time my mom would take us to Oriental Plaza because she needed fabrics or whatever she needed, would always stop and and get a samosas, for example, and even throughout my schooling uh, career that there were always samosas in the mix. And I find it such a, a South African thing. But what I'd love to do, Fatima, is invite all of the listeners Give us a call and share your samosa experiences, your samosa recipes. Where do you think the best samosas in Gauteng, in 702 land, are found? Or maybe anywhere else in the country. Maybe you've even had an opportunity to taste samosas um, in India. And you can share with us what that experience was like. What are your favorite fillings? Um, and what are the occasions that you like to go and get samosas? Give us a call, 11 SMS us through. 3702 tweet at Rele M at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 Afternoons and the WhatsApp line 072 702 1702. 702 Food Feature. All right, so we're still chatting to Fatima Ismail, owner of Mars Spices in Linasia. Now, Fatima, before we get to talking about how you were discovered and, you know, were brought through to this show, I want to go through some of the WhatsApp messages. Um, um, and somebody is asking, can you bake a samosa instead of deep frying it? Okay, so um, lots of the, you know, in recent years when the air fryer was invented, 
and health conscious people um, who during Ramadan or any other time want to enjoy samosa and not put on the extra calories, they would actually take um, a, you know, a baking brush and they would just brush oil lightly onto their samosas or even use uh, olive oil spray on their samosas and place it into an air fryer or into the oven and bake it on low and it's equally enjoyed. But I tell you what, because I'm very traditional, I love my samosas, they were reinvented and it doesn't taste as good as it would when it's fried. So if you're yes. conscious and you need to cut down the calories, by all means you can bake it, um, you know, but you need to put a dash of sort of oil or olive oil or spray mm. and cook or something on it so it, it you know, gets it gets the color, it's going to bake, but it's going to remain white. So what is the ideal oil to make the samosa taste better? Well, the ideal oil um, is, you know, a sunflower oil. A good sunflower oil, my favorite is Helios because it doesn't give you an aftertaste or it doesn't smell when you heat the oil. Yes. Some places, you know, reuse their oil for very long. We filter our oil and then use it again because if your samosa explodes in the pan, uh, it's going to wreck your um, oil up. So it needs to be nice, clean oil. Yes, so nice and clean oil. Let's continue the WhatsApp messages. We've got one that says um, Oriental Plaza in Fordsburg. They're saying the Peacock restaurants at the Oriental Plaza makes the best samosas in the whole country. Another one, Mickey from Botswana says, I love samosas almost more than my wife. The best are often found (laughs) by the independent vendors in and around the Durban beachfront, lamb or cheese and corn are the absolute delicious ones and then we have marty in randberg on the line marty how are you i'm very well thank you yes go ahead are you also a samosa fan oh unbelievably we've had them in durban we've had them in just about every outlet in johannesburg and i've happened onto a married couple who've opened a very small store in heathway center in blackheath uh, there is a pick and pay in that centre. They're yes. right on the corner as you walk in. Uh, Sean is the lady. She makes them herself. They're a beautiful size, a really nice cocktail size. They're not greasy. She does mutton, hot mutton, chicken, uh, beef, cheese, and corn, and they are absolutely melt in the mouth. Oh. Really. It sounds they absolutely delicious. delicious. And they are so well priced. And in all honesty, if you see how they're packed, they give you a little sauce with it, and it's beautifully hygienically packed. 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Oh, Marty (laughs) in Randburg, 11 out of 10. So Fatima, and thank you so much, Marty in Randburg, for the call. Fatima, so tell us about the story of the toys. Okay, um, just before I do tell you the story about the toy, my niece was in Cape Town a couple of weeks ago and she was in Houtbuy and there was a flea market and there was somebody selling crayfish samosas and they were 80 rand each. Uh, but crayfish? Yes, crayfish wow. samosas. Um, and, and prawn samosas and fish samosas. So, you know, the, the, there's no end to the kind of fillings that one can make. Yes. Okay, Lebo, coming back to the, um, the story of how you called us, <clears throat> sorry, was um, my daughter-in-law, Yasmin Asbat. She's a very popular fashionista. She's a blogger and a popular Instagrammer. 
And, um, you know, kids always emulate parents when they, uh, whether you're baking or cooking or sweeping or polishing, kids want to copy you because that's the fun part of development, you know. Um, and the kids always wanted to do what she's doing in the kitchen. Mommy, I also want to help you fry this. Mm. I also want to do this. So she thought about it and she says, okay, let me, let me make this. So she designed it and she, um, commissioned an unemployed wood craftsman, uh, to make these wooden toys for her. She designed it and told him exactly how she wants it, rounded it, sanded, varnished, smooth, so it's safe for the kids. And then she got little baskets and she designed a wooden fryer with a little switch and a light, but obviously it's just for a play kitchen. Um, and her, she tested it out on her little daughter, who was always, you know, wanting to copy whatever mom's doing in the mm. kitchen. And it was such a hit with her. And then her friends saw the pictures on Instagram and they said, oh, we want this for our kids. And then she's even, um, you know, exporting them is going to Dubai and Singapore and Malaysia and the UK, um, Australia. Um, we've got, um, you know, toy stores contacting her now to say that they wanted to supply them as well. So it's such, and, and you know what? She's also a social justice activist wanting to put, you know, make sure people are getting employment and empowering people and so on. So I think it has had such a positive spin off that um, from a little idea that was conceptualized by a uh, fashionista and a uh, you know, Instagrammer um, and now how it has taken off and um, brought us to you and this whole discussion. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. And I think that is absolutely uh, fascinating that that came about the way that it did and uh, that we were able to connect and uh, speak about samosas. And it sounds like something that you obviously are just exceptionally passionate about, which must make your job easy. But just in terms of your business, Mars Spices, what did you what would you say some of the challenges have been, especially over the past three years, you know, with lockdowns um, and not being able to necessarily sell cooked food? Um, yeah, that has that has been a challenge, but then we also provided other services to people in terms of getting their groceries to them, um, making sure that, you know, they could order online and we would help them. But the saddest part was getting people from outlying areas, from Soweto, from the locations, coming, old people, you know, coming just to buy a couple of supplies. And that really broke our heart because we realized that, you know what, the lockdown was too hard on too many people. Yes. And just today we had a discussion about the number of um, vagrants and the number of homeless people and then increasing. The lockdown and, and COVID has created so much of unemployment. Um, and it has had a terrible spin-off, a negative spin-off. Uh, and then like places like um, KwaZulu-Natal has even been worse because they had the unrest to add to that. And then the floods. So our country is really struggling as a result of that. And I think, you know, with, with Yasmin having, um, using her as an example, you know, uh, having started creating employment, identifying the needs in the community and saying, okay, you are unemployed, let me give you something to do so you can earn bread and butter for your family. And if everybody thinks like that and say, you know, I have a fabulous idea, let's see how we can create more employment and um, improve the condition in our country. Mm. Um, going back to the WhatsApp line, unfortunately, this one is not um, signed by anybody, but they do say, 
Hi, Lebo. I'm a pensioner. I do homemade samosas. I just delivered 10 dozen this morning. I do cheese and corn, cheese and onion, beef, chicken and potato. And um, they go on to share so much feedback from their clients and customers saying so delicious, absolutely delicious. Uh, it's such a pity that that is an unsigned uh, message that's come through. Another wow. one says, Hi, Lebo. My mom used to make the samosa pastry to sell. I was fortunate enough to learn to make the samosa from her. I made all the samosas for my daughter's wedding from scratch. I hope to teach my three daughters how to make the pastry someday. It is indeed an amazing skill to have. That's from Hawa. And here is a voice note. Afternoon studio. The humble samosa, you know, it's, uh, it's nothing better than that. It's so delicious. My grandmother who came from India, made them from scratch. You know, they uh, pass it on to my mom, and now my wife is doing it. You know, personally, I love the cheese and corn, and some uh, chicken as well, and the beef mince, and some lovely dip with it, and some chai tea. Oh. That's nothing better than a nice cold winter's day as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for that one. Another voice note. Hi, I'm loving the topic on samosas as a Durban girl now living in Gauteng. It's one treat that I really, really miss not having at every corner. And my favorite, which is a Durban original, is actually the tinfish samosa. Oh. It's quite, quite delicious. Oh, wow. And then a message saying, best samosas are at my mother's house. No one can beat those, Mohammed in Johannesburg. I'm loving the fact that so many people are speaking about being able to have homemade samosas done, you know, by their moms at home. Another person is saying, world of samosas in Fordsburg Oriental Plaza makes the best samosas. They even have... Uh, spinach with chili sauce um, and um, this is from Smanga in Walkerville so Fatima you're in Linasia where can we find Mars spices and get to sample some of your offerings we're in Concord Place um, in um, Indonesia in, in just behind the mosque and next to Bamji Shoes um, you can't miss us and you can even um, call us or WhatsApp us on 083-252-8935 uh, for spices as well. Spices that you need to make your samosas, all the ingredients to make your samosas. Um, you know. Can you just repeat that number again? You said 083? Sure. 252. Yes. 8935. Mm-hmm. Correct. Lebo, you were asking about the lockdown and one of the positive, positive things about, um, you know, home industry and that it has taken off during lockdown. It's really, really, wow. I'm really happy about, you know, the, the, the wives, you've got widows and you've got, um, divorcees and you've got women who are struggling financially, who have struggled and tried to do something and it has positively impacted on their income and their economic abilities and some have become such phenomenal um, success stories that in the short space of time, they've become a name to be reckoned with, you know, in terms of um, making savouries, not only samosas, samosas and pies and spring rolls and all the others, yes. but samosa is the king of the savouries. Oh, thank you so, so much. Fatima Isma, owner of Mars Spices in Lenezia.